podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. To celebrate the end of a, let's face it, terrible run of games post-lockdown, Beer52 are offering all FYP listeners eight free craft beers for putting up with the last eight games. One for every terrible result. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash FYP and cover just £5.95 for the postage. Whether you're relaxing in the garden during post-season, having a barbecue or refreshing Palace Twitter every five minutes waiting for transfer news, Beer52 and FYP have got you sorted. Beer52 is the world's most popular beer craft discovery club with over 150,000 members that they send a brand new case to every month. Each month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer from South Africa, home of KG, Korea, home of Chungi, the USA, home of Joe Van Karofsky, and all over Europe. Too many to mention. But as an independent British company, Beer52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply order the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. And don't worry, because like Dave Bassett, after being appointed Palace Manager in 1984, you can change your mind and pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com forward slash FYP to get your first case of eight beers for $5.95. That's the word beer and the number 52.com forward slash FYP. Right. On with the podcast. Uh, Alrighty, was- I think. Huh. Oh, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Alrighty, was- Hot pants. Yeah! Uh. Hey. Hello and welcome to Pardew's Hot Pants, the FYP spin-off nostalgia series. Uh, I'm Jim Daly and joining me as per, I've got the one and only Richard Foster. Hello to you. Good evening, good evening, good evening and welcome, David Frost. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, how are you? I'm very, very well, actually. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm in reasonable nick and looking forward to the start of the season. Indeed, not far away at all. We'll be back very soon with uh, a very special preview pod I'm planning for the season and then obviously regular podcasts um also joining us fresh from a week away and freshly trimmed with a wonderful haircut it's the one and only jesse boyce how are you good evening jd good evening it's actually lunchtime but i'm just following on with richard for continuity it's it's evening in singapore just to point it's, it out yeah. Yeah. It's and i know somewhere. we got a big fan base in singapore so i thought i'd do that we probably do. We seem to have listeners pretty much all over the world, so I'm yeah. sure we do have uh, people in Singapore. So if you are part of the Singapore <laughs> Palace family, send us a tweet. We'd love to hear from you. Um, now, this week's nostalgic theme is Sick Note 11. Uh, so we're going to try and pick a team of 11 players who were injured far too often and i'm sure people listening now have already got names popping into their head before we do that we had an email um referring to the last Pardew's hot pants that we did which jesse was of course own goals uh which sparked actually quite a few tweets and discussions as well but i'm going to read this one email from a mr paul kelsey and he's reminded us of an own goal from back in 1971, which I think I do know about, but reading about it sounds like an absolutely crazy own goal. He's put, uh, one of the best slash worst own goals was scored by a Palace player was by Mel Blythe against Spurs in the old first division at White Hart Lane in 1971 against Spurs. He thought the ref was going to blow for a foul against him, so he kicked the ball away towards his own goal. It sailed over John Jackson's head and into the goal. The ref ordered the goal instead of the free kick. This had the comical effect of Palace players pleading with the ref to award a free kick against them. One could say that it was definitely typical Palace. We were losing 1-0 at the time, thought we might sneak an equaliser, but at 2-0, the game was over. Keep up the good work with the podcast, and that's from Paul Kelsey. Uh, I mean, Jesse, I've, I looked for it on YouTube. I couldn't see it anywhere, so it might have been lost to the archives, but that sounds very typical Palace, as Paul says. I think the, the, the listeners have done... Uh 
done a good deed and just filling in the blanks that we missed. Yeah. I saw, I saw a few on that, on that tweet you put out. There's a few great replies on there. I can't remember them all uh, offhand. Um, but yeah, there was, and there was a Johnny Parr one, wasn't there? Yes, against Millwall. And actually, yeah. there was the link to the goal uh, from YouTube now. And he sort of heads it, tries to head it back to Speroni and just sort of heads it into the top corner. Actually, quite a good finish. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks to all the listeners for helping us fill in where we, where we missed out. So um, great stuff. Do you remember that um, Mel Blythe goal, Richard? Is that what are you saying? Your, I'm old. <laughs> in your wheelhouse. Why are, you? Why are you saying that? I would never say that. I would never say that. Uh, well, I remember Mel Blythe very well. Uh, good centre back. Uh, I'm afraid I don't remember the goal. Uh, and I, I expunge all own goals out of my memory anyway that we score, apart from Popovich's, obviously. Um, so, no, I'm afraid, no. I can, I can sort of imagine it, and it sounds as, as the. What was the chap's name? Uh, Kelsey, Paul, Paul Kelsey, yeah. sounds as he quite rightly pointed, typical Palace to actually think <laughs> that the game has stopped and to lob it over your own keeper. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> we Ridiculous. did mention the Jeff Hopkins one against Millwall as well, and someone yes. has actually sent a link to that. Um, and actually, that is spect- it's a spectacular volley. I might tweet that out as well. Um, so, well yeah, done. Any own goal also- against Millwall has obviously got double calibration on it, hasn't it? Because and that, you know, Richard, right. what? Uh, Mel Blythe is best known for me, actually, and it's not to do with football, but the thing I remember Mel Blythe most for, can you guess? Um, is it his haircut? It's close. It's the fact that he looks, or since retiring, getting older, he looks the spit of Chris Tarrant. Ooh, that's quite a good call. <laughs> it's a very it? bizarre lookalike. And very I think good. David Payne once told me, who organises the old Palace boys meetups, that the old Palace players very much remind him that he looks like Mel Blythe, and he hates it. So there you go. Well, he, you looks ever, like sorry, he looks like Chris Tarrant. I think sorry. Mel Blythe looking like Mel Blythe would be a pretty <laughs> Well, he struggle. doesn't. It looks like Chris Tarrant. So anyway, Mel Blythe and Chris Tarrant have never been seen in the same room together, have they? I personally haven't. No. So okay. uh, there you go. A little nugget there. A little nostalgic nugget on a Palace player for you. Um, right. Let's crack on with this week's theme, which, Richard, is Sick Note 11. Mm. Um, now, uh, doing research into this... Uh, there's a lot of forward. Forwards seem to fall into the sick note category quite easily, but we're going to try and do an entire 11. So let's start with goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I think this is the trickiest position on the field to find a sick note. Keepers don't necessarily end up being sick notes, do they? No. And maybe it's the nature of the position, but have you found anyone from the Palace archives? Well, I mean, I've been through it in my mind. I haven't, I must admit, my research has not been as thorough as it should be, Jim. I'm very sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, but I just went for a pretty much a soft target. <laughs> right. Kevin Miller. I mean, it's soft, talk about soft target. He's a big target as well. So you hardly <laughs> miss him because he must have got injured a bit because you can't be that big and not get injured being a professional sportsman. So I haven't double-checked his record, but I'm, I'm assuming there are times where he went missing because he just literally couldn't get tra- to the training ground or he fell over in the shower or something. But, yeah, Kevin Miller's my, um, my keeper. As you say, I can't remember many injuries for keepers over the last sort of 10 or 15 years. I mean, obviously, there's the odd one, but Hennessy got injured a bit, didn't he? Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I'm going for Kevin Miller actually because I know you love well, him I, as well. I'm never, I'm never going to say no to a bit of uh, Kevin Miller uh, hammering. Good. I mean, you say he went missing. He famously went missing in that game at QPR at the end of the yeah. 98-99 season, which I think was the what, the moment that Palace fans turned against him. I actually, Jesse, for when I was working at Football London a couple of years ago, I got very bored one day and did an article where I watched back the 97-98 Premier League review video mm. Kevin Miller was a very good goalkeeper <laughs> he, no he was yeah, yeah, yeah. in a lot of those games he saved us and I don't necessarily remember him being injured that often um, but again I'm happy to hammer him is is he your keeper Jesse have you found anyone else that falls into that sick note category 100% it's Kevin Miller and I think this is an important, <laughs> important point uh, we should address on what qualifies as a sick note because I think there's, yeah. there's also there's the obvious kind of injury-prone made uh, players made of glass, which is kind of apt for a palace. And, 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 and <laughs> yes. oh god, that's good. I've never really. Oh, I like that, Jesse. That's very good. Tick. 
pre-prepared, pre-prepared cap. <laughs> um, but I think, so you've got your, your kind of players made of glass, sort of fragile, the sort of sacos, which I'm sure will feature. Um, um, but also those that I think go AWOL a little bit, uh, the sort of players. Okay. And Kevin Miller went on strike. I don't know if you remember this. But oh, when, yeah. when players weren't getting paid, he apparently yeah. sort of was the first one to throw his toys out of the pram just before the season started. Yeah. Uh, and went on a self-imposed strike saying he wasn't getting paid. Um, and I had, I had a little look in the BBS and someone said, some, in, in true David Nugent in the Sainsbury's car park fashion, <laughs> I claimed to see him in his £130,000 Aston Martin the day after saying he was skint. He so. never fitted into an Aston Martin. It's a lie. <laughs> They're quite tight cars. I've got one in the back. <laughs> yeah, for me, players that go AWOL and on strike are also classifying as sick notes. It's a good point. I think that's a very fair point, actually, and opens up the scope for this uh, this podcast as well, which is always welcome. So, talking of talking of people who disappear or go uh, AWOL, I've suddenly thought of someone, but I'm going to come back later to that. Is that a goalkeeper or a different position? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I think I think Jesse makes a very good point actually there, because in a way, players that do sort of disappear. That that is a sick note tendency in a way. You end up yeah. getting the same result, which is the player who should be there not being there. So I think actually it's a very fair point to include them. Absolutely, I'm I'm 100 behind that, Jim. <laughs> As you know, I'm 100 behind whatever Jesse says, <laughs> and that's he's, why he's this right. podcast works so well. <laughs> um, okay, so my goalkeeper doesn't fall under the sort of disappearing uh criteria for sick note and it, and in a way isn't a sick notey keeper but it is a goalkeeper that had to retire through injury which i thought for goalkeepers was as close as we can get to sick note and unfortunately like kevin miller was a very good goalkeeper but unlike kevin miller was very well liked by palace fans um and in fact played for us in a season where we had four goalkeepers um because of uh, struggles with injuries and that is matt clark um who didn't play for us for very long in fact i think probably only played a dozen games or so for us that season, but was excellent. Um, and in fact, was then replaced by Nico Varzen. I think we got on loan uh, from, who, from Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. Who then played in? The, who was then also excellent and played in the playoff final for us. Um, yeah. But Matt Clark, I think, if he hadn't been injured, uh, would have been our keeper for the rest of that season, uh, and was very, very good. Um, not necessarily sort of uh, sick note in terms of constantly out, but just had to retire and leave Palace because of a very serious injury. Mm-hmm. So that's the closest I got to a sick note. Um, so I guess that leaves us with, with Miller and uh, and Clark. Um, Sounds like a firm of solicitors. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, well, you'd be in very safe hands with them, wouldn't you, Richard? Well, very much so. Maybe Andy Street could help us with that. Maybe. Um, so I'm guessing, as I'm out voted two to one, uh, we're going to go with Kevin Miller. But what do you think, Richard, of the the Matt Clark shout? Do you remember Matt Clark playing for Palace? I do remember. I mean, I can't remember really that much. He was quite small, wasn't he? He wasn't a, he wasn't a big lad. Whereas, um, unlike Miller, um, but Miller was more <laughs> that way than that way. It's not really going to work because we're not on video. But anyway, you know what I mean. I think everyone gets it. Vassen was much taller and more dominant, I think. And Matt Clark, was he, was he Bradford he was at previously? Or Bradford, I think we got him from Bradford. Yeah, yeah. I know. I do do remember him, but I, I must say I can't. If you ask me for his top five saves, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to do that. So Jesse, is it is it Miller? Is it Miller then? Yeah, Matt Clark. I kind of get confused with Neil Sullivan, who I think only came on loan for us for a little bit. But yeah, it's got to be Miller, isn't it? He's not only what yeah. only was he, but the suspects in his fitness. He went on strike. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's nailed on, I think, isn't it? Well, it's going in then. Right, let me write it in my notes. Our goalkeeper is Kevin Miller. Shut up, baby! Let me see where you're coming from. Shut up, baby! Let me see. Hey! Good man! Good God! Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. We are, for the most part, a reactionary society. If your neighbor has a break-in, you think about getting an alarm. If your buddy gets laid off, you say, I better buckle down at work. If banks start closing, you may want to ask yourself if you should keep most or all of your money in a bank. It may be time for a portfolio protection plan. 
it may be time to have a little personal gold reserve. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Right. Jesse, let's see how many defenders we can get, and that might um, determine what formation we play. Because I think def- I think our team's going to be top heavy up front. But anyway, what defenders come to mind for you when we think about sick note Palace players? I didn't think very far back because I just think we've had such a the current crop are so injury prone. Like I don't think the back yeah. four has been solid since we've been in the Premier League, at least not for the latter part of the last three, four, five seasons. Um, it's just been a constant rotation of injuries, hasn't it? I mean, you know, only AWB only came in because Wardy got injured for a bit, and we've had. Yeah. I think Schlupp's always seems to be a bit injury prone. PVA's, you know, he's out with a shoulder injury now. And then I started thinking back to the championship, how lucky we were those two or three seasons when the squad was threadbare. Mm. We were stri- struggling to stay up, then sort of teetering on the edge of the playoffs and managed to go up. How consistent, like the Delaney and Gabadon were. And I don't really remember who the third or fourth centre back would have been. I really think I mean, Ramage maybe, but yeah, Peter Ramage, yeah. But they were really, really solid. They hardly ever seemed to get injured, which you would have thought in a the scrappy championship with extra fixtures, we would have been struggling. I think I think we were quite fortunate with our centre backs mm. in the championship, yeah. especially when you think how badly injury prone Dan has been. Yeah. Cahill's out, obviously Sacco. I'm sure we're going to talk about him in a minute. Um, yeah. And even Kelly's had his injury troubles. We've had real injury troubles in defence since we've been promoted. So I feel like Schlupp and PVA both have been, particularly Schlupp, never seems to have had a, a season with us without. A, he gets injured yeah. and he's out for like months rather than a week or two. Is that the nature? Is that then just the nature of playing in the Premier League or modern football? Is it a sort of combination of that? You know, the the, the rigors of playing in the Premier League are obviously more so than the Championship. Is that just going to be the case with most teams? Do you think that they'll have more injury prone players? Well, just look at the number of players that I've mentioned, and I didn't even mention Tompkins. Yeah, it's like there's just so many of them. They just sort of get crocked. Um, yeah, I mean, you would say that. I think probably been a bit of criticism over the years that we haven't rotated players enough and that is that affecting their, their fitness they're playing when they don't need to play 10 to our games and they're an older they're a slightly older older team the older squad thing as well like it's just easy to pick at those sort of areas of criticism isn't it yeah. when the sort of cold hard facts maybe, maybe it is maybe we've been a bit unlucky as well though because you know a sort of Van Anholt dislocated shoulder doesn't seem like that's a fitness issue or an age issue. That's just bad luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd probably throw Schlupp in there if I'm honest. Yeah. All right, Schlupp. Well, Schluppy, I think is a is is a candidate. He's better than my left back candidate, who we'll come to in a minute. Which I think mine's a bit harsh. Um, but I think Richard, as Jesse said, we have to put Mamadou Sakho in there. Um, the guy's barely strung ten or twelve games together for us. I don't know. That's probably not true, but it doesn't feel like it. Constantly getting injured, constantly taking ages to get back. And when you think about the money we paid for him, uh, I mean, he's been, when he plays for us, he is fantastic and he's an unbelievably good defender. And I know Selsey calls him the best defender that we've ever had. And um, I think in many ways that is true. But when when you're a business like Palace and think of the money they shell out on him in terms of transfer fees and wages, it doesn't really feel that we've necessarily got value for money there because he's constantly out. Yeah, well, as you know, Jim, I love a nugget. Here we go. Here we go. So um, I did a little bit of... When I say I didn't do any research, obviously I did some research. Of course you did. Uh, And I'm very, very grateful to a chap called Ben Dinnery, who we discussed before, who does an amazing job because he keeps a sort of rotor of every injured player and he knows exactly how many days a player has been out. So I asked Ben prior to this to give me uh, the players who've been out most since July 2015. So the last five years, okay? Yeah. So I have the nuggets, right? Here we go. So interesting you mention Schlupp because he is on my list. He's in the top 10 most injured players. Wow. He's 
guess how many days he's actually been out for so so this guy collects all the data and he as soon as someone says they're injured that means they're out and they're not available and when they come back but obviously there are more than one injury so i'll give you an example schlup number of injuries nine okay so that's when he's declared Mm. he's injured it might be a calf it might be a toe whatever it is he's been injured nine times guess how many days he's been out two of you Go first, Jim. That's nine times in five years. So that's nearly two injuries. Yeah, I mean, a I season. when did he come to us? When did he join us? Oh, 2017. 20, 2016. So, yeah, he's been okay. with us for four years. But the, these, this data goes back five years. But, All right. Um, so, Schlupp's been with us four years. Guess how many days he hasn't right, been available. Let's try and do a bit of quick math. So, I'd say the average oh God, player is maths, out. Jim. Let's say the average player is out for six weeks with an injury. That's, so, that's okay. You yeah. know, a month to six weeks. So, that's 45 42, days. 42 eight, days. 42 days times nine. Nine times four is 36. Bit a bit more. So, 380 days. Jesse? I'd probably go a bit lower than that. 250. 311. So in between Ooh, you two. Okay. 311. So almost that's a year. A, that's out. a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll also give you a little indication. That's 20% he's of that time. He's only eighth on the list of number of days out. So we Whoa. have got a lot of material here, guys. <laughs> we have got a lot of material. So anyway, that's my Schlapp. I think he would be in there. And I think the problem with Schlapp is right. almost he's too quick. Because yeah. he does. He, he's one of the fastest players. But he. When he's tearing up and down, I think he's putting his muscles under strain. I mean, I'm under strain just watching him. So I'm thinking, you know, he's going to be prone to injury. Well, that happened with Michael Owen, didn't it? That was famously why Michael Owen had to, you know, yeah, sort of petered off at the it, end of his career because he was so fast. he was fast. a bit older and his hamstrings went all the time because yeah. he, he was too quick. It's that, for burst, his body. it's that burst of energy, burst of speed. No one's ever said that to me. You're too quick for your body, Richard. <laughs> or Kevin Miller. <laughs> Or Kevin Miller. <laughs> you put him in the same category as Kevin Miller? <laughs> you absolute bastard, Daly. You're absolute I bastard. I would never do that. Well, um, so you. I'm guessing, if Schluppy is eighth, I'm guessing Mamasako is higher up the list. He is. Do you want to know the stats? Yes, please. Oh. He's been out 11 times, so oh, 11 God. spells of injuries. Try 498 days. Five, nearly 500 days out. Yep. And as we're on a sacco, back sack, back sack, back sack is almost exactly the same. He had no. 12 spells of injuries, 494 days out. Back sack wow. and, cr- and crock. So I think. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And also, I think we should maybe rename Bakery and Mamadou the Sicko Brothers. As opposed to the Sacco brothers. Very, you guys are on form today. We have done this. We've been working hard, Jim. Not just sitting around having haircuts. <laughs> no, we're doing oh, stuff. Back Do you remember when, remember when when Backsack and Crop got injured at West Ham away? Were you at that game? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember seeing no. it. I wasn't at the game, but I remember seeing it on the telly. I was there. It was an important game. I think it was a one-all. Oh, and, I think uh, I was there. Yeah. And it just ended his season. He was in, he was just on it that, at that point. It was such a shame. Mm. Well, he was a really good um, squad player. You know, Selzy talks about him a lot, that we actually, we need a couple of um, back sack and crocs in the current <laughs> squad. And we, he's right. We really do. Someone to come off the bench and do something a bit crazy. So I think actually, when we get to our midfielders slash forwards, I think he is going to be in there. Um, definitely. But let's try and finish off our defence. So we've got Schluppy and Mamasako in there. Do you guys yeah. have anyone else? I've got one thing on Sacco. I think this... Which you know, Mamadou? Sacco. Yeah, Mamadou yeah. Sacco. Um, you'll remember this because it was well documented at the time. And I think the Liverpool fans loved this as well because he was on loan at that point. Um, he was nominated for player of the season having only played eight games. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because um, it was such but, an integral period. He obviously played eight games and got cropped, right? So that was the end of his season. That was why... Yeah. But he had such an Got amazing in against Tottenham, Spurs. what I vaguely remember, was it? Yeah. Tottenham at home, wasn't it? Yeah. But it says everything, uh, doesn't it, about him? Yeah. But, but the, does, uh, does. The, what will always endear me to Mamadou, and as, you know, Sells is right, he is a, an amazing defender. I'm not sure he's great at defending, as we remember that <laughs> Leicester game. <laughs> but he is, 
you know, and back heels in the six-yard box. As a central defender, I don't think that's a great idea. I am a central defender. I've never done that in my life, but I'm not as good as... But the way he can pass the ball, you know, we've said it before, he is yeah. a, he's a bloody good player and he gets us going forward rather than sideways. So, great respect to me. He's a clearly... But remember that game when he was still on loan and we went to Anfield and we beat them? Yeah. And Sacco was just giving it large on the side. And he was still a Liverpool player. And they absolutely hated him for that. I mean, hated him. I remember Klopp had got rid of him because he'd been mucking about on the uh, pre-season training. Diet pills. Took his wife's diet pills. But he and Benteke did a really complicated handshake. Because obviously yes. Benteke, also a former Liverpool player, that didn't do very well. And the Liverpool fans hated it. It was yes. absolutely glorious. Terrible that, isn't it? Um, Pissing off so, Liverpool fans. Yeah, I think Sacco is the epitome of a Palace sick note. Uh, but, but as as we're on central defenders, and also um, Jesse did mention this, uh, James Tompkins has been out for 511 days. Wow. Yeah, I can 17 that. different injuries. 17. 17. That's insane. And then alongside him, and he's only... These, these two are second and third on the list. Scott Dan oh. <coughs> tried 573 days with 19 injuries. 19 wow. seconds. Wow. So these guys have to, really, don't be in our team, surely. It's just shaping up for a three, three, three centre-backs. Three, three, three at the back. back. Yeah, with Schluppy as a wing back. Schluppy's good as the wing back. Yes, like it, like, like it. Left, it's this four. This is coming together nicely. Yeah, yeah. Our team is and, basically. And I'm guessing, Jim. I'm guessing, Jim. You've got someone because you said this is a bit unfair. Yeah. And I, I think I know who you're going to choose as your other fullback. Yeah. Who's another left back? Correct. So I've got Pap Suarez. Yeah, that's and a great it, one. It, Do you it, want the stat? I'd love the stat. Yeah. 504 days out. Yeah. Eight different injuries. And obviously, oh. we uh, the awful thing about his car crash, which no well, one Well, that's interesting because I only really remember him for that car crash injury. And obviously, that kept him out for a long time. But I guess there probably were other injuries in terms of his rehabilitation and coming back. Because he, w- he would come back and play half an hour and then be out for a bit and then play another yeah. cup game and be out for a bit. So I'm sure there were more related. To- it feels mean to include him because it's mm. not... It's not like a Mamasako or Scott Dan where things keep breaking down. He had a horrific car in car accident, yeah. um, which has essentially almost ended his career. I think he's gone back to France, hasn't he? But it's, it's not going to yeah. be the same. Um, but he's on the list, clearly, um, Richard. So I don't know how you guys feel about Pap Suare. Well, it's always disappointing for me that his song was a Lady Gaga song. But but what? Let, keep it, let's keep the judgment on the pitch. So I think that... <laughs> Nothing wrong with um, going on, mate. I, I have a very, very clear memory of his debut when he fouled Welbeck yes. for a penalty. Yeah. And it was just, it was so, it was, and it was like, remember Gaeta when he misjudged Vardy's pace and almost got done by yeah. Vardy? It was exactly <laughs> the same. It was just, welcome to the Premier League cliche. Yeah. Uh, where Suarez just really underestimated the intensity of, of Welbeck going under at, at the slightest hint of uh, foul play. And Pop Suarez just had the baptism of fire. Yeah. But yeah, he, he he was all right, Suarez. I think, you know, he became a bit of a cult hero, didn't he? Because of his unfortunate car accident. And he sort of, I think he, was, he seemed pretty overwhelmed with the support he got from the fans. Um, but he never, ever really threatened... Once Fernand helped us here with Giddy to get back in the team. No. no. I, I just don't think he justifies a sick note, Eleven, as you say, because I think, you know, it, it, horrific car crash. And, and as you say, he, he came back, but I think it was such a debilitating uh, set of injuries he had. I mean, he was lucky to bloody survive it, quite frankly. Um, well, so, and, 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 you know, word from inside the club at that time was that he worked incredibly hard to come back. And, yeah. um, you know, it is, it is a real shame. And, you know, he did have his moments. That cross for Wickham's goal in the semi-final at Wembley yeah. against Watford. You know, he has had his moments in Palace folklore. But yeah, um, let let's not put him in. Let's keep Schluppy as our as our as our wing back. I think that's fair. I um, think that's fair. Stand up, baby. Let me see where you're coming from. Stand up, baby. Let me see. Hey, come back. Good God. Uh.
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We're going to have to, though, Richard, find a, I guess, find a right wing back and a couple of central midfielders. Is there anyone else on your list? Well, I refer to uh, my list. Obviously, I've got the number one who we're keeping for later. Uh, I've I've only got uh, so in my nine here. Okay, I haven't got any midfield players. I'm afraid. So they're either defenders. I mean, Schluck could obviously be um, considered a midfield player. They're all forwards, apart yeah. from that. So the other three. So I've we've got the number one, who I think everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, we've got one who yeah, I've got a very surprising thing. I don't know whether to reveal it now or have some jeopardy. Is it a forward player? He would be considered a forward player. Yeah. Save it. Save it for our forwards. Let's save, save it. it for save our, it. Uh, for I haven't. The midfield players. I I went through it in my head and I really struggled to think of any midfield player. I mean, McCarthy obviously came when he was injured. True. And he had a really bad injury, but he's played quite a lot, actually. Well, can I run uh, some midfield players by you both and you see what you that, think? Jim, and we'll see if they idea. maybe match up with any Jesse he's got. So the, the one midfield player that stuck out for me, and I think this is a sad story that you know a lot of Palace fans um, or tugs at the heartstrings a bit, and that is Jonathan Williams. AKA yeah, Johnny Esther, no, who has had such a horrible run of injuries. And I think a lot of it seems to be down to his frame and sort of how small he is because defend, uh, midfielders and defenders just want to kick the absolute crap out of him. And he's had so many. He had that bad injury playing for Wales under 21. So I think he broke his leg when someone just went through him, came back, went on loan to Ipswich. Someone went through him, another injury. And the, the guy seemed to attract horrible injuries. But you know, we both know, we all know what a fantastic player he was. A real midfield engine, wonderful low centre of gravity and, and a very talented player and a very, very nice lad. So I don't want to put him in the team, but I think for me, Jesse, he would tick all the boxes of a of an unfortunate Palace sick note player for central midfield. Definitely. Love Johnny Estein. He was, he was always so unfortunate and he, um, he always promised so much. And he obviously, the same broke into the team not long after... Zaha, I think they're really close. Those two kind come through the, the kind of the system together. Yeah. Um, and then he had, he had his standout moments, didn't he? He um, remember him coming on. Remember Watford away when we were losing two 0 when he came on and we drew two two, changed the game that day. Mm. Um, I think I think that's about right. But yeah, he's he always promised so much, and he's he always seemed a bit unfortunate with getting sort of tarnished with the. Uh, since the since uh, oft oft repeated phrases like the Barry Bannon Max Mayer sort of too too diminutive yeah. to, to to survive in the Premier League, but, you know players like that just don't seem to work for us um, on a long term basis. And his injuries just seem, when he did get a run, it just went against him, didn't they? Just always at the wrong time. And he was sort of, sort of went out on loan and then came back for pre season training and then went out on loan again. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's yeah, he's real unfortunate. Everyone was probably wished him the best when he moved on, even if it was at Charlton. I know he is very well liked at Charlton, um, uh, and it's nice to see him actually get a bit of a run of. I don't think he's, he hasn't had a bad injury for a while, I don't think. So it's nice to see him sort of get a bit of a bit of regularity, as you say, even if it is Charlton. Um, are there any other midfielders? I've got a few more, Jesse. But have you got any other midfielders for our sick note team? I was in the same vein as. Kevin Miller, I was probably looking for a few rogues. So <laughs> Jamie Pollock came to mind. Oh, what, what a shout. shout. What a shout. <laughs> um, oh, similar to Miller, sort of suspect fitness. Um, but also, didn't he leave acrimoniously as well? On Possibly. Some sort of like mm. a, some sort of AWOL status. I'd like, I don't, I can't speculate the exact. <laughs> nature of it but I'm, I'm sure someone can help fill in the blanks on twitter but yeah he, he was a disgrace wasn't he he's <laughs> he he is he just turned in he ballooned and uh in ruddock-esque style 
didn't really uh yeah didn't, i think he may really, have been uh, doing favors he may have been one that possibly breached the term of his contract by allowing his fitness to unravel remember rob sutherland telling me once that a lot of palace players at the time lived around the sort of oxted area because it wasn't sort of far from training but sort of bit south and he would see jamie pollock running around master park in oxford where our sunday team often played their sunday league games um so that and i remember rob saying no he's, he's working on his fitness he is good i've seen him running around master park and then you see him turn up on a saturday and he wouldn't be necessarily that fit well i do remember him when he f- first came his wasn't too bad for us his spell was quite good he managed to sort of a bit like miller still put in half decent performances despite not being the fittest but I think you're right something happened at the end of his spell in terms of his contract and his fitness um which I think I'm gonna allow into the team that, that as you say a rogue a rogue sick note uh fair enough I think uh, uh Sutherland I think is lying as usual because <laughs> Jamie Pollitt has never run in his life <laughs> he's ambled he's strolled he hasn't run have you I mean I don't remember seeing him that often there's no way he broke into a run um, and I, I quite liked his second album, Never Mind the Pollocks. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I, uh, Johnny Williams, going back to him, so frustrating. Such a talented player. He has so much skill. You know, he, he had it. Yeah. But he's just too bloody small. I'm sorry. But he, the fragility, I mean, every time he went on the pitch, I was just going, oh, please don't kick him. He's just a <laughs> little guy. He's just not fair. And as you say, it's uh, Bannon was similar. And Mayer, you know, they just don't seem... I remember the first game back in the Premier League when we played Tottenham at home. Remember that? Yeah. 20... 30. And I actually was in Morocco, but amazingly, I managed to get a, an illegal stream to watch the game. And I remember just looking at the lineups of the teams, and Tottenham were massive. I mean, they were all big items, obviously, incredibly fit. And I just thought, this isn't going to happen. We're all too small for that. And they're, you know, they're built. Look at, look at the development of Wilf. Yeah. When he first started, he was a strip of a lad. You see the muscles on him now. You know, they're conditioned to the nth degree, those guys. But Johnny Williams is still like, he's, he's like a little dinky toy. He just doesn't look physically enough. He's not robust enough to handle it. And what a waste of talent. Not his fault, but, you know, he could have been a, he could have been a player. Is that an English thing? Because I know um, English coaching has changed a bit, but back in sort of, my day when I was younger, if you were small, coaches basically wrote you off. Whereas in other countries, yeah. Spain, for example, players like Lionel Messi, I know he's supremely talented, but you can imagine he's, Messi, he's in, a, can imagine Messi in an English academy in the 90s. Like he probably would have uh, been... He wouldn't have made it. Yeah, no, I you're right. It's I mean, a mentality no, thing. I remember my son, who's not a bad player, when he went to his school in Acton, and he went to the football trials and they just looked at him because he was only about five foot four when he was, whatever he was, 13 foot. And they went, no chance, mate. Yeah. You, you're not getting... Because there were boys who were six foot, you know, big. And they just chose the big guys. Yeah. And it's just English football is that sort of... If you're not big enough, you're not good enough, which is mad. Think, of, think of the talents mad. that have probably been cast aside down the line because of that mentality. Um, it's ridiculous. But then you say, you look at the injury records of Johnny Esther, you look at the form of Max Meyer, and you think, maybe yeah. there's something to it in the Premier League because these players don't yeah. seem to thrive. Although Barry Bannon has carved out a very good career for himself um, in the Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him at QPR Sheffield Wednesday. He ran the game. He's, yeah, he's, he's very well. good at running the game at that level. I don't think he can do it. Can I just throw one other sick note into of the course. midfield? Which is the one I was inspired by when you talked about someone who went a little AWOL and probably didn't look that keen. Remember Campana? Oh, yes. Now, he apparently, I heard little rumours that he didn't really train that hard. He wasn't that keen on playing. Because everyone said, why are we not playing him? And apparently his attitude wasn't that good. I heard rumours he he was to pick up a little injury on a Thursday Mm. and not be available. He was a fan of the sort of the London nightlife. Wasn't oh, did he? you hear that? I think. Did you hear that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't He's know a, that. That's a very interesting shout. Let me tell you who I had left in my midfield, Jesse, and then okay. 
I'll ask your opinion on Campania because that is an excellent shout. So I also had um, Paul Eiffel. Do you remember Paul Eiffel from sort of 2007? Yes. Explosive winger. Um, and my memory is, and again, Richard, I would, I'd love your list to go back to 2007. Um, but yeah, my memory I'd, was... I'd have to phone Ben Dinnery ben, now. Which phone Ben, get him on the line. That okay. Eiffel was also in and out of the team a lot because of injuries, possibly because of being an explosive sort of winger and the nature of the way you played. Um, so I had him. And then I did... I was chatting to uh, Dom Fifield during the week and he suggested Dave Madden. So we're really going back to late 80s, early 90s now. Oh, yeah. Um, who used to struggle with injuries, apparently. But I cannot back that up with any facts or anecdotes because I wasn't watching Palace at the time. Um, so I don't know how you guys feel about that. Jesse, do, do either of those overlap with what you've got and what are your thoughts on Campania? I think I was a great shot. He, he was injury prone, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was he, he was definitely a little bit wayward. Always seemed to be on the bench when he was coming back from fitness and sort of making a token appearance. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but struggled to be a regular. Um, Campania, I remember, I remember Stoke. Who was at Stoke away when we came up? Yeah, I didn't go to that. Um, Shamak scored. Yeah, Shamak scored the first goal. He just totally did short cross. Yeah, and we yeah. and we and it just gave us that a glimmer of hope that we could compete at Premier League level, and then it turned into a two-one loss. I remember. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a brutal day. It was freezing in that stadium. In, in, even in August, it's very windy. Why is it always windy? As well, it was, it was a classic. You could, can you do it on a wet Tuesday in Stoke? Yeah, Stoke, there you go. There you go. But that was August Saturday afternoon. <laughs> it was yeah, that's that's winter in Stoke. <laughs> I remember Campania. That's the probably one and only time I saw him play. Or I can remember seeing him play. And yeah, he kind of looked like he had the quality, but I don't know if he could speak English very well. I don't know. If Holloway knew anything about him. Campania, um, I remember him seeing him play in the Fulham game when we lost four one. Holloway's last game uh, when we actually, when they scored that completely ridiculous they scored goal. Two bangers, the, the uh, yeah. Kasami, and then Steve Sidwell oh. also scored an absolute banger. But everyone forgets about it because yeah. that Kasami goal was so good. And we actually played really well in that game. We went one new up through I think it was Mario yeah, yeah. Mariapa, and we just got stung by those two um, goals. And it and mm. we just and then they scored a few others and then. Um, Holloway departed but I remember Campania playing in that game and seemed to remember him doing okay certainly for the first half but my main memory of Campania and he must have stayed with us at least Christmas because in, in early December I made a video for my YouTube channel which I'm sure a lot of people don't want to be reminded about oh yeah about. I remember that one it's a song about Christmas what, what was the song uh, Chris, Christmas do they know it's Christmas no what's the one from what's her name it's Christmas the snow is falling down that one Mm-hmm. baby please come home anyway I did it about Palace please stay yeah. up and I said to Steve uh, Browett can you get me anyone from the Palace team to be in this video I just want Palace faces and he managed to get Campania and all I needed him to do was sing into the camera Christmas that's all you got to do say Christmas and I will edit it in and I had to have a five minute conversation with him trying to explain what was happening because he had absolute. I think he thought who is this idiot who's trying to get me to say Christmas into the camera I couldn't say Christmas I had to like sort of tell him about that um, so that is my, my main overriding memory of Campania is trying to get him to be he is in the video so if you search it on YouTube he is still it happens. I'm going to do it immediately this is over Jim I'll um, get him a whole family around the <laughs> mat we're all going to watch it and he was very nice but I think that is probably the most involvement he's had in anything Palace um, aside mm. from that Stoke game so it's certainly very disappointing um but uh, yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Eiffel for Eiffel for this final spot purely because also he can play on the right of midfield, which means that we've got now a four-man oh, midfield. Got a right wing back. Yeah, he could be a right wing he back. Could be a right he? wing back. So should, Jesse, should we go with Eiffel then for our right wing back? Yeah, he's he's got the right level of obscurity that we're missing in the, in the <laughs> Okay, so that makes our midfield. He had a Millwall connection as well, didn't he? There you go. Another reason to to put him. I, he was a he was a good player, Eiffel. But yeah, he did struggle. Um. Pollock and Johnny Esther in the midfield, the central midfield, yeah. and then yeah. Schluppy and Eiffel as our wing backs. Yeah, um, I like that. That's looking really sick. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. Shut up, baby! Let me see where you're coming from. Shut up, baby! Let me see. Hey! Good God! So that leaves us uh, with our forward line for three 
forwards to to oh fill in, God. and I think we're how are we going to how are we going to whittle it down to three? We might have to have a bench, Richard, as well. I think we're going to um, mm. I think we're going to struggle to get three in. Let's go back to your list, Richard. I I think we know okay. who your number one on the list is, uh, but I, yes. I want to hear who your rogue shout was as well. Okay, well, um, I'm, I I was amazed by this, Wilf. <gasps> really. 302 days out in these five years, 19 separate injuries. Wow. 19. But remember, it's just if they report a hamstring tweak, whatever it might be, and let's face it, he's played nearly every, you know, he's been available for five years. Yeah. So it's it's actually not that surprising. But he has had the odd, you know, he's obviously had injuries. He, he played nearly, didn't he play every game this season just gone? I think probably leagues, league games anyway. But um, he always has the odd injury because he gets clattered. I mean, well, this is the thing: like a player of Wilson nature is going to get. He's like he's behind Grealish, the most foul player last yeah. season. Behind Hazard, the season before was the most That's foul right. player. Yeah, exactly. You're going to pick up injuries. My my memory of Wilf is that he actually doesn't get injured. So I'm really surprised by that. Cause he, I know that's what amazed me, but uh, anyway, and in no way could be a sick note. Cause I think he's played on one leg for us a few times and uh, been better than some of our players. And uh, talking of which um, just above him in the sick note list is Ben Teke. Ooh. Who's been out for 328 days with nine separate. He's injuries. not even on my list, but yeah, fair shout. Oh, that's at least three. That's at least that's at least three goals that he didn't score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, so he, I, I think he's a very strong candidate for the bench, though. Okay, Christian. Yeah. So does that leave your number one? Spot, then, then? Obviously, we're leaving the number one, who's so far ahead of anyone else. It is remarkable. Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come to number one later. We'll, we'll save a spot yeah. for him. So I think we all know who that is. Um, Jesse, what are your thoughts on on Zaha and Benteke? Wilf cannot be a sick note, surely. I'm surprised by that because I don't ever remember him having a, an extensive injury. Always, but I think because like, there's 19 injuries, they're just little yeah, ones. So he's out for right. a couple of games. Yeah, exactly. It must be that because they don't register otherwise. But yeah, they mm. always seem, seem to be niggles that kept him out. Uh, yeah, safeties to prevent a further yeah. injury kind of thing. But yeah, so that's a weird one. Um, yeah, Benteke obviously he had. It was that was Benteke injuries were always exacerbated by the fact we didn't get enough firepower in reserve to re- replace him. And that's how we ended up with Ladapo starting at Old Trafford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're never going to forget that, are you? I mean, I don't know where I just plucked that from, but that sort of <laughs> says everything. It's a good it? call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bentecchia, I think, um, just to sort of add a bit of dignity to his goal record, I think it would help. Dignity. <laughs> the only player in our team who's going to benefit from being in a Signal 11. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't, couldn't put it better. Mm. Uh, okay, so Benteke's in. Um, on the bench, isn't he? Surely. He's oh. got to be on the bench because he's always on the bench. Oh, okay, right. Maybe Benteke's on the well, bench. We, well, I mean, I've got quite a few left here. That still leaves us. Okay. Uh, let me tell you some of mine then, Richard, and we'll see if they, they tally up with who you've got. I'm going to ignore the, the obvious one because we will come to that later. Um, so dipping back in time a bit, in fact, dipping back to uh, 1997, 98. Oh, um, yeah, I know where you're going with this. Is uh, Well, there's two players, and actually one of them is a midfielder who I didn't mention purely because mm-hmm. he was probably the best player that's ever played for us, and that's Atelier Lombardo, who did have a few injuries that season, um, but was yeah. so good for us when he played. I mean, the guy and the guy's attitude was incredible in terms of the work he did. Uh, he was just so good. You, you cannot mm. call Lombardo a sick note, and I'm not. There's no way he's going in this team. But his Italian compatriot, or one of them actually, because we had quite a few, didn't we? We had um, a couple of midfielders play for us as well. Is Benini or his name was yeah, it? Yeah, oh, Bilio, Patricio Bilio. Um, anyway, um, is Michele Padovano, who absolutely. I, he's, I'll show you. Look, he's on my list there. Has to be definition of a sick note. I mean, there was rumours that he didn't <laughs> never want. He, he sort of used injuries as a way to basically not play for Palace. I think he played eleven games for us, scored one goal away at Leicester. Supremely talented player, came from Juventus again, won the European Cup, scored in the Champions League final, I think actually for Juve. But just if you know, taking the sort of the campagna approach, didn't seem asked, didn't seem bothered, was happy to take a wage. 
um, was a real waste of money and space. Uh, and then later on got arrested for drug trafficking when he was back in Italy. So very much filling that kind of gap of rogue gap, but also definitely, uh, Richard, I mean, Stonewall sick note. Yeah, well, you know how, I mean, we don't buy that many players from Juventus, do we, generally? No, not do you know really. Why you, do you know why Juventus sold him? Why? Because he had a serious knee injury. Well, there you go. And he was out, so they went, oh, God, who are we going to get to buy? Oh, what? What are they called? Hello, Mark Goldberg. Kristen, what? <laughs> Palace, brilliant. Yeah, we'll get them. <laughs> so we bought him, and he was already crocked. Yeah. Already, you know, he wasn't a young man when we bought him, and then he was crocked. He, he wasn't particularly interested. Obviously, he had his mind on his future career as a drug dealer. And <laughs> I yeah, think we can say that, can't goal. we? I think we're not going to get sued for that. I think we can say that. Oh, get street on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, allegedly. That's what we always uh, do in go, uh, journalist go. term. Allegedly. Um, yeah, so he joined us in November 97. He stayed for about, you know, up to the end of that season. As you say, 12 appearances, one goal. Mm. It's not really... I think, yeah, Sicanotte, Sicanotte, Padavano. <laughs> there you go. Can I then offer you both, I'll come to Jesse Ooh. for this, another Italian sick note. Not that, oh, we're, not that we're stereotyping oh, at I know all. it is. Not oh, that we're stereotyping. Is. And I believe he's someone that I think we talked about before on the podcast. Um, and someone not in the Padovano vein of not wanting it, but someone who uh, really was very unfortunate with injuries. Also scored one goal for us, but it could have been a huge goal to keep us up in the oh, Premier League. Oh, yeah. No, in fact, he was going. featured in a very good interview on The Athletic recently. Uh, we're in the 2004-05 season. It's, of course, Nicola Ventola, who had yes. a horrible time of injuries. I didn't realise until reading that article he signed for us in August that season. I thought he turned up in January. But the reason I thought that is because he signed in August and never played because he had so many injuries <laughs> and then only really yeah. featured towards the end of the season and scored that goal against Southampton. Mm. And Jesse, I don't want to generalise at all about Italian footballers and Palace being sick note <laughs> players, but uh, I think Ventola, Jesse, probably has to go in, doesn't he? I think it's a fantastic shout, JD. Very good, very good. Forgot all about him. I remember that one game he came back and scored. I was sat in the after wait and he went nuts, didn't he? Yeah. And he ran to John Harbin. It was John, I think John Harbin, yes. Dowie's um, yeah, side, sidekick had been his kind of mentor, rock, whatever you want to call it, just yeah. to kind of get him through his injury troubles. And I th- yeah, it was, it was quite telling that he just ran straight to the bench and wanted to celebrate with him. Padovano wouldn't have um, done that. No. Yeah, it was a real shame, Ventilar, because there was a lot of, I remember a lot of hype attached to his name. Where did we get him from? In- Inter, I think, possibly. Yeah, it, it was someone big. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was typical Palace, really. Uh, he um, there was a deal, wasn't there? That if Palace had stayed up, I think he would have automatically triggered a a contract deal with us and would have stayed. And I think possibly had the qualities to be a bit of almost a bit of a cult hero with us. I think he would have been very popular. And I remember Richard. Did you ever go to the end of season dues, the dues on the pitch, the meal, end of season player of the year things? No, 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 in no, the no. Far, far too glamorous for me. Oh, I used to go to those with some of the FYP boys, and uh, they don't do them anymore with good reason. One year. Uh, not one of the FIP boys, but someone else punched a hole in the wall in the players' lounge, in the ceiling, so um, after a few too many drinks. Anyway, I remember Ventilla being there that year, 2005, and he was incredibly chatty and gregarious and friendly. He made a few too many beers, and our friend Mike Wicks had said to him, oh, it's a shame about going going down and you not staying, and he went, oh, why are Crystal Palace going down? Oh, why? And he seemed so... Devastated, we've been rallying, and that is my main memory of Nicola Ventola. Um, so I think for that reason as well, he goes in. So we've got a very Italian forward line here. Um, I think we all know who our final player is going to be, Richard. Before we do that, do you want to talk about any yeah. other? Ben- well, there, there was one other notes? forward I had, and he does have an Italian connection, but he's not Italian. Okay. Same period, sort of as Padovana. Oh, okay. I give you Thomas Brolin. Oh, of course. Mm. Thomas yeah. Brolin. Yeah. Now, sure. he, was, he was in the sort of Jamie Pollock territory because he'd, he'd seen the best of his youth, I think we could say that. <laughs> yeah. And 
he was described, I think, once uh, in a report I saw, and I think it was when he played against Leeds, his old club. Yeah. He was described as overweight, unfit, and generally shite. Um, he, in, do you remember that game he, when he's playing yeah. against Leeds and he, he hurt his head, yeah. and they had to put a headband on him. And as he was off the pitch, Leeds scored. Yeah, and and the headband kept falling he was, off. He had an awful. Yeah, he, he had a, it was a very unfortunate game. He he was in the wars that game big time. He was in the wars, but. He, he he would be in that sort of overweight eleven. Maybe we should do an overweight oh, eleven. That but, um, feels too harsh. I don't think we can. Do that, that is too harsh. No, no, I'm not going to do that. But he he didn't play that many games, did he? For us, he was only there for a little because he came on. Sort of, it was a weird thing because Coppel pick, picked him up, having seen him on a trial somewhere, and vaguely said, "Oh, come for a few games," and then they extended it. And then he was sort of in with Lombardo when he took over as manager. He was, he was meant to be his interpreter, wasn't he? Yeah, but he couldn't um, speak English, some, is that right? Yeah, well, I think he could speak English. He was Swedish. Most Swedish oh, can speak true. English yeah, better than we could, can. So, uh, and he'd been in England for a while because he'd been at Leeds for quite a long time. And obviously, he'd played in Italy for Parma. I mean, yeah. he, yeah. he was great. Remember, he scored that goal against England yeah. in the European Championships in 92. I remember it very fondly because it was during my honeymoon. There you go. <laughs> and I told my wife, who's Scottish, I said, I'm going to have to go and watch this game. She said, if you watch this game, our marriage is over. We'd only be married six days. I went, okay, I'm just going to crack on with it. Bang. I went wow. and watched the game, came back, and I was obviously pissed off for about, well, the rest of the honeymoon. Still married. Say that. Still married, still going strong. There you go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I was going to throw Brolin in there. I, I get the Ventilla thing. But I was just going to throw Brolin as a possible, maybe another bench warmer. I think he goes on the bench. Um, I think we have to give him extra points for stepping up and being assistant manager when everything mm. was falling around. And um, just to translate for Lombardo, just to, yeah, translate. just to translate. And also, apparently, yeah. I, I didn't go to many games when I was quite young, but there were a couple of games. Barnsley away, I think, was one of them where he was actually very, very good. Uh, but obviously, oh, he was a good player. The, the the sort of the comedy side of him, I guess, was more what people mm. remember. But Brolin's an excellent shout there. Um, Jesse, have you got any more aside from the obvious, the obvious one? I've got more bench fodder for you. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> this is an honourable shout out to Tosin. Oh, yes. I had him actually. I, had a, I wrote him down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just classic. I mean, I think you're right. There is something wrong with strikers and sync notes generally. Um, maybe they just, you know, they're not supposed to tackle, are they? And it's that's generally when they get injured. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, scores scores a, a crucial goal against the champions that uh, the Etihad, uh, and then gets crocked right in the middle. One of, the of only two goals we scored from a corner last season. Yeah, exactly. There the other go. one being a player in our seat, Note Eleven. True. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's yeah. a theme here. <laughs> okay, so uh, Tosin goes on the bench. The only other player I've got as more bench fodder, and I might get this wrong, so maybe you guys can correct me, but I believe there was a player around 2008 2007 who was constantly billed by i guess neil warnock at the time as two weeks away from recovery and it seemed like that went on for about three years and i from memory that was james scowcroft but i may have got that confused with another player but there was definitely someone who was constantly two it might be mark kennedy possibly constantly two weeks away and i feel like that is ideal sick note um material yeah. but i can't remember who it is so i've put scowcroft in there but i might be getting him the wrong player does that ring a bell with either of you, either of you? two weeks away does but as you say whether it's scowcroft or whether it was someone else i don't know but um yeah that i like two weeks away <laughs> uh jesse two weeks away does that ring a bell yeah it sounds that's that's just like Warnock's, this is my last job. <laughs> He's one of his catchphrases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I've been ped- peddling for 15 years. <laughs> All right, look, we've um, skirted around the issue long enough. We've got one place left in our sick note 11. Richard, I think we know who it is. I'm guessing it's the guy that's top of your list. It's a striker, still quite young, yep. been at Palace a couple yep. of years now, very talented, mm-hmm. got all the attributes, but unfortunately is always injured. And that man is... It is Connor, the Wicker Man, Wickham. Indeed. Um, okay, quick question to you two. How many days has he been out oh, in the five got, years? It's got me knocking on for 600. Yeah, yeah, agreed. 
Try 899. Oh. No way. 800. I did have to double check that figure. 899 <laughs> that days. Ridiculous. I mean, he had that horrible injury uh, at Swansea. Yeah. During that game, wasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he did his anterior. And the anterior cruciate ligament, I'm afraid, once you've done that, you are in trouble. Yeah. Because it's such a serious injury. I mean, he was out for over a year and he's still not been right. But even before that, he used to look, as you say, when he came on, he looked good. Yeah. He's just, he's, he looks strong as well. He does. He's not a Johnny Williams, well built guy, yeah. looks good. He's strong. If he played three consecutive games, you can call me a Dutchman. Well, I, was, Go I thought you were going to say, if he played three consecutive games, he would score a goal. And I feel like he probably would. Yeah, he used come on as a sub and scored, didn't he? He scored against he City. Scored once, against City. He scored a really good goal away at Burnley in that game where we were 2-1 two up. Two against West Brom. Do you remember that when the we lost? The banger against West Brom with the left foot. Two. Yeah. Two. He scored another one as well. He's yeah. got... I mean, Jesse, he's got... If he was fit, uh, he probably wouldn't be at Palace because he's just got every, all the <laughs> attributes to be a really quality Premier League striker and the talent as well to play in the Premier League. He just has the worst luck with injuries. I mean, that was just painful, wasn't it? Watching him stop, start, mainly stop. Uh, <laughs> I remember going to Arsenal away. I think we were one of our convincing beatings there and seeing him on crutches with his girlfriend outside the ground afterwards. It must have been painful for him just to be a spectator, although a handsomely paid one. Yeah, um, mm. but I, I got my favourite anecdote about Wickham was on your stag do, Jim. Yes, uh, <laughs> I was about to say the same. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Uh, okay, here's, here's here's my memory. See what yours is. So I remember <laughs> being at the Shelvardine Goat House yeah. for uh, the after match drink after we all played at Selhurst Park. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity, Jim. <laughs> it was great. And that. then. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after having been there and we'd all, we'd all got the first round in, um, Mark Ritson wandered in on his crutches yeah. and was nicknamed Connor for the rest for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the stag thing. But do you know, so, yeah. you know, do you know why? Show... Do, you, do you know why? No. And this is my version of the anecdote. Apart from, apart from what, the, he was called Connor. Because, yeah, we well, because he got crotch during the game and obviously the medical staff had to look oh, after right. him. Um, I think he did his ankle or something. But the crutches that he came to the pub in were the same crutches that Connor Wickham would use after getting literally the same crutches. So there you go. He literally is Connor because he uses the same equipment. Poor old Rizzo. <laughs> so I'm, I'm imagining Connor Wickham... Might actually have his own personalised crutches, <laughs> possibly because he'd need them, wouldn't he? You know, the Connor, the Wickham. But, it must be. But I, yeah. Amazingly, when I went to that QPR game recently, you know, behind closed doors, they were playing Sheffield Wednesday, and I say Barry Bannon around the game. I said, "Oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Connor Wickham because he'd scored a couple of goals." Guess what? Injured. Injured, didn't play. Not in the squad. So, how many injuries has he had over the last five years then? He's had 14 altogether. So not yeah. as many as Wilf, but he has been out a lot longer. And I've just double-checked, just thinking about how long he's been here. So how, how old do you think he is? I think he was probably about 22. I mean, he, he broke into the Ipswich team incredibly Very young. long, yeah. So yeah, I he's... think he's probably about 25, 26 now. Yeah, he's 27, actually. But he... How many games do you reckon he's played for us then? Because he's been with us... Since 2015, he's been with us for five years. So, Jesse, how many games? Five years. I think this includes substitute oh, appearances. I'm going to go 30. Okay. I'm going to be a bit more generous and say 50. Well, again, right in the middle, 41. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and a total of eight goals. Which actually, eight and 41, <laughs> not it's a not horrid bad, record. Some but some centre-forwards might like that sort of record. Benteke hey, would love Christian. that. But um, you're right. I mean, 41 games in five years is obviously absolutely nowhere near enough. Horrendous. The guy and has 899 yeah. days. I mean, come on. So does that make him Richard captain of our Sick Note Eleven? Yeah, he's he's definitely captain. Right. Let's have a recap of our Sick yeah. Note Eleven. We've got a, a three-four-three formation. Uh, Kevin Miller in goal. A back three of Scott Dan, James Tompkins, and Mamasako. 
uh, a midfield four of Paul Eiffel. <laughs> what a midfield four. Paul Eiffel, Jamie Pollock, Johnny Esther and Jeffrey Schlupp. And a midfield, uh, sorry, and a forward three of Michele Padovano, Nicola Ventola and Connor Wickham. And on the bench, honourable mentions go to Matt Clark, Pap Suare, Dave Madden, Jose Campagna, Ben Teke, Thomas Brolin and Cenk Tosin. Lads, what a team we have assembled there. Wow. I think, Kevin, I think Kevin, Kevin Miller could do with that extra centre-back option at the back, actually. He needs someone <laughs> else someone else to roll it out to. <laughs> uh, and then Sacco to do a pirouette and lose it. I've <laughs> got a little question for you, just well, to round off the sick note, 11. Who, how, how, how do you think Connor Wickham uh, rates next to the, the omni sick note, Jack Wilshire? Well, you see, interestingly, I, I when I was in conversation with Ben Dinnery about this, when I was getting the you know our worst, our top nine, he said he thinks Wickham has been out longer than Wilshire really? in terms of number of days because Jack Wilshire is clearly the one that everyone thinks about. Yeah, and he he suggested that was the case, uh, and, and then I also asked him. I said, so how does this stack up against other teams? Because if you actually total it up, the, those nine players who we've all mentioned, four and a half thousand days out in the last five years, which is quite a lot of days, isn't it? Um, and he said, actually, funnily enough, it's not as bad as some other teams because the other teams have bigger squads. So, you know, your Man United's, your the big boys have huge squads and obviously they have a lot of, you know, because they've got more players in contention, they've got more players out, if you see what I mean. So yeah. we're, we're not as bad. But I think going back to the original point, which I think Jesse brought up, is we have seemed to be incredibly unlucky with our injuries recently, and particularly at centre-back. You know, when you throw in Kelly and Cahill. Yeah. And Cahill was on a great run. You know, you know he's not a, a young man. And then he, but he does that thing against Chelsea where he just pulls. Uh, well, I hope he's he's back and back soon indeed and it does throw up the age-old debate about the size of our squad but that is a conversation for another podcast which i'm sure will happen at some point lads thank you very much for uh going down memory lane again with you uh enjoyed it again another pardews hot pants in the can um any any ideas for what we should do on our next episode oh god that's that's a You've thrown that ass, haven't you, Jim? Um, Should we throw it open? Should we throw it open to the, yeah, uh, to yeah. the listeners? Yeah, that's a good, good idea. Great idea. If yeah. anyone's got any suggestions for a, a themed 11 or, or anything like that for our next um, episode, because we are going to, lads, try and keep these up throughout the season, aren't we? Try and uh, make them as uh, as regular as we can. Maybe sort of once or twice a month, maybe? That kind of thing, yeah, depending like on during the international times. break or whatever, you know, just yeah. to fill in the gaps. But that's it for this week. So, Richard, Jesse, thank you very much uh, for being here and walking down Nostalgia Avenue with me once again. And thank you to our listeners for listening. If you have any suggestions for uh, themed Pardews Hot Pants episodes, please get in contact on Twitter at FYP Fanzine or email us contact at FYP dot UK. Uh, and we'll see you again very soon for another Pardews Hot Pants. Take care and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.